turkey for me, turkey for you. Let's eat the turkey in my big brown shoe. Adam Sandler. He's kind of crazy. She's a little insane. Keeping energy really messes with his brain. One is divorced. The other's husband is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a Silver Linings Playcast. Oh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Silver Linings Playcast. I'm your host, Jamie Ward, and as far as I know, this is the only podcast solely devoted to talking about Silver Linings Playbook, the movie, and the Silver Linings Playbook, the book. Would you all believe it? Guess what? Very special episode today. That's right. This is... This is... Get ready for it. Our 100th episode. That's right. We made it to 100. And this is so. This is actually part 29 of our special 100 parter. So we started this 100th episode 29 weeks ago. <laughs> Think about how long that is. 29 weeks ago, we started this episode, and it's still going. I bet you thought I wasn't gonna do it, right? Happy happy Thanksgiving if y'all had a Thanksgiving yesterday, if you didn't. Uh, Nick, did you have Thanksgiving yesterday? That's that's what I'm questioning. Um, today uh, is a very, very special episode. That's right. We said we're talking about the, uh, you know, this is part 29 of our special 100-parter episode. We are recording live on location we are in the studio. In the studio. So I'll be very curious. Let me know what you think about the acoustics, if they're better, worse, or the same. You can let us know at Silver Linings Playbook. Nope, nope, nope. You can't. Not not there because that won't go to me. Silver Linings Playcast at gmail.com. S-I-L-V-E-R-L-I-N-I-N-G-S. P-L-A-Y-C-A-S-T at Gmail. That's uh, G as in golf. Mike. Ale.com. And you can... Yeah, okay, so... I... I wanted to talk about a very silver lining playbook topic today. Uh, I... I was going to do something I thought was funny. But you know that we've... we're, We're very honest with... Our, our comedy intense on this podcast. I don't, I don't do bits where I pretend that I don't know something. If I find out information about something, I'm going to be very forthcoming with that. Uh, it, because I don't consider it a comedic podcast. It's a serious podcast with comedic moments. So I'll tell you the weakness that I had. I wanted to do a funny podcast to sort of unevolved comedic portion of my brain wanted to be like, oh, I'm going to do an episode. When Katie asked me what the episode was going to be on, I was going to be like, I think I should do an episode on how Die Hard is the best Thanksgiving movie and pretend that I had no idea that not only had I made fun constantly of people saying that Die Hard is the best Christmas movie, but also acknowledge that I have like made anti-podcasts about that. And I, I can't believe I was this close... You can't see me because it's a podcast, but my fingers, I, there's like a centimeter in between my finger, my first finger, and my thumb because I'm indicating very small portion with my hand. Uh, there, I was that close to He's doing that. He's holding his penis. To doing that, right? I was, I was going <laughs> to have 
an episode on that terrible of a comic premise that like, oh, I didn't know this. And I, I want you to know, I'm, I was saved. I was saved by my partner in crime. She didn't even realize she was saving me from this unintentionally. We were looking for a quote because I said that's where the theme of the show usually comes from. And after, after going through a number of different options, she, she, she suggested and sells seashells by the seashore. Uh, suggest, why can I not say sh suggested? Why am I trying to make it a sh sound? Is it because I'm wearing a dress? Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Maybe you should be she wearing a dress. She suggested uh, the, uh, a quote by Adam Sandler from his, I believe it's his uh, Thanksgiving song. I, you don't quote me on that, but I believe it is, right? I, another thing I'm honest about, I, I admit when I don't look up a fact, and I, while 99.9%, .9 I would bet on the fact that it's a Thanksgiving song, but like it, it's... There's enough uncertainty in my mind because he did not confirm it because I don't have a producer on this podcast that it could be any other one of his songs. He might have mentioned Turkey in the Hanukkah song. I, I whoa, whoa, I'm going to be real careful. I'm going to back out of this. If you, because the date is 20, what is it, 25 November 22. There's a lot of world stuff going on. I'm just going to back myself right out of that conversation. It is too early to get. Technically, it's 26. If you want. Go, go look up, you know, we're not, so anyway, uh, that is, that is the quote, and, and that got me thinking about actual legitimate Thanksgiving songs, not, not Thanksgiving songs, Thanksgiving movies, there's not a lot of Thanksgiving movies, and there's been a lot of discussion about why there's not a lot of Thanksgiving movies. There's Christmas movies, but there's not Thanksgiving movies. And and part of the reason is that Christmas sort of seems to have this, this no theme offense, of Hallmark. redemption. But I don't understand why he doesn't acknowledge you as in like a legitimate network, but or in Lifetime too. I'm so sorry. Do they? Do they have Thanksgiving movies? Should I call the lawyers? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Turkey murders. <laughs> I don't... ID. No, I mean, like, there's, <laughs> Investigating. there's a couple... But it's funny because you got me thinking about... Uh, there is there's a reason why it's not Thanksgiving. One, people have speculated, it's so close to Christmas, and Christmas is the more cinematic holiday because... Um, Do you have a popular Christmas movies or, or popular things? Because there, there are no popular Thanksgiving movies, I don't think so. That's what I'm saying, that there's not, that there's not really a genre of Thanksgiving film the way there is but there Christmas are, movies. There are... But yeah, it's not the same way. There's, there's Christmas, and, and it's so weird. And is, is that because the holidays are so close that um, people, they're, they're just sort of like, one, there is a tradition of going to see movies over the Christmas time. Christmas also break because, is a I mean, if you, the, like the whole premise of Thanksgiving is just probably not. Also, you're going to go shopping, too, so you're not going to go see Christmas movies. It has to spend nothing time with to do family. with the actual morals. Everybody's a little embarrassed about that. You know, like they're trying to make it a family thing. Maybe it's just they want to celebrate in private, right, Jamie? No, I'm kidding. Sorry. I Dolly Parton Thanksgiving movie. I guarantee she has one. She has to. No, so there are Thanksgiving movies. We looked up a list of Thanksgiving movies. They're just looking at why. What the reason is that there is not a proliferation of. 
Thanksgiving themed movies and I think largely that is because it just wouldn't look good for companies to be selling uh, multi-billion dollar films I guess it's easy it's a weird it's a weird thing anyway that that brings here here's the reason that all of that is important I not saying that there is no such thing as a Thanksgiving movie. I was just simply making the point that there's not many. So I googled Thanksgiving movies. Oh, that's a good... Yeah, I kind of wanted to stand and sit. And stool is the perfect alternative because like it is like, like standing water, on, so you feel like you're on a, stage? a chair. No, this is great. Do you need so, a mic stand in front of you to make you feel more at home? No, this is okay. <laughs> it's, um, so the, the first thing when you Google Silver Linings Playbook Thanksgiving, you get an article from uh, the Harvard Crimson online paper. This, these are the top five Thanksgiving movies. It's a November 24th, 2017 article by contributing writer Allison J. Sharman. And I'm going to read you number five entry. It was the top five, starting with five, which happens to be, drumroll, the 2012 film Silver Linings Playbook. Actually, though, I need to check on that because I think that might be factually inaccurate. I, you know, I'm getting nervous. I'm getting nervous because this is something I should know. We've talked about it a lot. Oh my goodness. I'm so wrong. I, I was questioning my own knowledge and I messed up. So, okay. It's, I'm embarrassed. This is a fact <laughs> that I have gone over in my life, in my head too many. Anyway, never mind. I, yeah, so I was going to brag about the fact I was I thought I was about to be smarter than two Harvard Indians and apparently it's still just one. But yes, Katie reminded me earlier that I did uh, I taught at Harvard for a short a short uh, moment. So, I mean like for 30 minutes I taught at Har like, you know, not in a class, but I I I helped a heart. Anyway, never Entry number five on the top five Thanksgiving movies, according to Ellison J. Sherman of the Harvard Crimson. Number five, Silver Linings Playbook, the 2012 film. Silver Linings Playbook is not a Thanksgiving-themed movie, but it really feels like one. This romantic dramedy follows Pat Solitano, Bradley Cooper, as he tries to put his life back together after a long-term stay in a mental health facility for bipolar disorder. Uh, while living with his parents in Philadelphia, he begins a tumultuous friendship with a depressed widow named Tiffany Maxwell, Jennifer Lawrence, and the two get caught up in a convoluted dance meets dancing meets football meets gambling scheme concocted <laughs> by Pat's eccentric Philadelphia Eagles-loving father, while there may be no turkey, Silver Linings Playbook has enough football, homemades, and family chaos to make you thankful for your own family. That, it's... Well, hey, also, hold on. Did, did we look a up... terrible write-up. Well, it is that, a terrible... That route maybe, reduces maybe it to such... Maybe that you taught. No, I'm kidding. 
Um, the homemades were the ones that were very hard to make, right? It was actually like You looked pasta. it up because there was one that was like a really fast, easy thing. Yeah, it was the like The, the, the crabby snacks cheese. and then the homemades. Yeah, but the homemades was, like the was literally overall. homemade. I think it was like nests of pasta or something like that. Mm -hmm. It was something that was like way too fancy for, yeah. for a casual snack, but that's what it was. But you know what I can make now? Anyway, did I even read the quote? I read the quote, right? Yeah, was that weird? No, I don't think you did. Let's do it again anyway, mostly just to kill time, even if it was done already. Uh, Silver Linings Playbook is not a Thanksgiving-themed movie, but it really feels like one. This romantic dramedy follows Pat Solitano, Bradley Cooper. Oh, yes, I did. I read it earlier because I meant to mention that when I said Pat Solitano, Bradley Cooper... That is not the character's full name. The character's name is Pat Solitano, or the book Pat Peoples, and then there's parentheses, Bradley Cooper, to indicate it was played by the actor. It would be really bad screenwriting if you named your character Pat Solitano Bradley Cooper, even though, you know what, I might... Because then that doesn't violate any copyrights of anybody, because I'm pretty sure there is no character that exists named Pat Solitano Bradley Cooper. Hey. Also, yeah, oh. Did you read the actual Adam Sandler quote? Or did you just talk about it? <laughs> no, that was the opening. Yeah. Oh, it says it in the beginning. Oh, yeah, you do that separate. I'm sorry. <laughs> God damn it. That's, that's why we're talking about Thanksgiving movies. Can we go back? Back? <laughs> Can we go back and edit that? Back episode? to back. No, wait. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got nervous. If if we edited this podcast for quality, <laughs> then we would go back uh, over 129 weeks to start when this whole train wreck began. 129 weeks ago. That's kind of crazy to think. 129 weeks ago, maybe give or take one or two weeks. Not because I've missed episodes. Not because I've missed weeks, but because there was some... I think we're actually two weeks shorter. I think 127 weeks is how long this podcast has been podcasting. Uh, because there was two episodes. One, you know, of course, the famous double in a week where he got really excited early on. Everybody gets excited about their podcast at first. That's... Here's, here's I think, the way the stages, I believe, podcasting goes. Uh, young comic or whatever their regular position in life is gets podcasting equipment, gets very excited the first week, and creates podcasts. We'll often come up with more advertising and telling people to like and follow their channels before they even have any content there. Phase one, that's the, the creating the podcast. Phase two is, uh, you know, you're still excited about it. You're, you're probably putting out as many as you can. Now, quality podcasts will actually record their episodes ahead of time. A good practice is actually to have four weeks of podcasts saved up and release them unless you have a, a podcast that is based off of time-sensitive topics or something. But, you know, it's nice to have some, if you're, you're an interview-based podcast, and then you have podcasts like mine, which are basically recorded in real time right before they go up on the hosting platform, 
which is the laziest of all. And yet, you, I say lazy, I'm going to start going through other podcasts. Every, you know, I want to start a new segment next week because I don't want to look up the research to do it this week. But I'm going to start calling out every podcast that is shorter than mine. All the people that gave up on the dream of podcasting as of this week before 100 plus 29 parts episodes. Any podcast that's been... I'd, I'm sorry that this is the thought that came to my head, but uh, Charlie Brown has a Christmas, not a Christmas, a Thanksgiving movie, <laughs> um, which is, oh, this is bad of me. I should have kept that article open because I was probably going to want to cite it. You're a good uh, man, Charlie Brown. Thanks. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving <laughs> movies. Okay, so let's just look at the other the list of whatever homegirl thought that the top five Thanksgiving movies is. Uh, so number five was Silver Linings Playbook. Number four being You've Got Mail. I've never seen that. I don't know if that takes place on the right combination romance and Thanksgiving. Okay, so that that's a... You've Got Mail. That's yeah. a... How do uh, you know it's mail? Oh, well... <laughs> 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 All right, number three, Home for the Holidays. Ooh, not to not to be confused for the 1972 horror film of the same name, Home for the Holidays. Uh, no, they're, they're Home for the Holidays. Oh, <laughs> the Holidays with Holly Hunter. <laughs> not to be confused with. No, I, I don't have a joke. For, wait. Hold on, I gotta read the. Okay, not to be confused for the 1972 horror film of the same name, Home for the Holidays, is a moving, dramatic take on the holiday. After losing her job, Claudia Larson, Holly Hunter, that's not four names again, that's two names and the actor's two names, travels to Baltimore to spend Thanksgiving with her parents. As her teenage daughter hints at losing her virginity back home in Chicago, Claudia is suddenly caught up in a hectic whirlwind of family secrets, dramatic confessions, and a hilarious incident involving three relatives, a football, and a garden hose. Heartfelt, even in its most theatrical moments, Home for the Holidays is above all else a film about the importance of family. So, I get, so family is cited in her reason for having Silver Linings Playbook being, you know, and family, like family chaos... Movie. I want to, to take a moment to let's think about this though. Um, family has sort of like thematically become associated with the holiday of Thanksgiving, but like let's let's just look. Let's take all the controversy of the holiday apart for a second and and look at what it's supposed to be a holiday about, right? Celebrating uh, the colonization of the United States, I guess, as a family, like. The family that conquers together, like what? So anything that has to do with family is now a Thanksgiving movie thematically? The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Isn't that about a family? I spit on your grave. Is that, yeah, all the hor horror movies are about... Uh, okay, so anyway. And, num oh wait, number two on the list. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. A Trip Home for Thanksgiving isn't the beginning of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. It's the entire premise. Okay. So that, I, I uh, ooh, I feel bad. I have never actually seen that, but I know it's a sort of a, 
a cult classic loved movie. I've heard there's an interesting, they just released uh, an anniversary edition that has like 74 minutes of extra footage or something. What? That's almost, yeah. Um, I probably, I'm probably exaggerating because 74 minutes would be almost the whole nother movie of, but that'd be interesting. Anyway, I know people have, I've seen parts of it. Uh, Steve Martin and John Candy. It's a beloved comedy. Oh, I, I just saw uh, a Steve Martin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. So we, uh, Katie showed me a movie that, that she loved, and I actually thought it was wonderful too. Um, it's called, <laughs> I'd never heard of it though. So let me, it's it's available on Disney Plus. So if you have Disney Plus, you can watch it. But it's called The Big Year. Now wait for it. Okay, it sounds it's gonna sound sort of like a really mundane plot, but I, it's a very a uh, charming movie. It's it's probably one of the best Thanksgiving movies I've ever seen. Um, it's because it's about a family. It's about uh, Actually, a father and you know a son. That is, that is about it Thanksgiving is. because he literally says, "You didn't know it was Thanksgiving." I know. Yes. That's no. I'm like. Oh my goodness. As I'm joking, like oh, it's thematically, it's yeah. it's. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, when I was when I brought the movie up, I did not did intend for it to have a connection. Yes. Yes. Yesternight, we were watching a bunch oh of movies, and we're like, should we... Well, we watched it over two nights, but we, we concluded... Man, my, my brainwaves are on fire. Yeah, so, so we, yeah, uh, we started a new Thanksgiving tradition, which is watch the second half of a Thanksgiving. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> um, it's, so it's about, it's about birding, and it's sort of, it's like based on... So it's, it's okay, this is going to sound weird, but I promise it sort of makes sense. If they were going to make a real-life and realistic Pokemon film, <laughs> that's what this movie is. It's just about birds. But it made me literally want to get up and start traveling and just going to identify all the birds. Apparently, according to uh, the, the birding societies, the concept of, of a big year is, you know, sort of seeing the most birds... You, you you can't, like but yeah, but you you can hear them too. You don't have to even visually yeah. see them, and I think the the cool thing is you don't have to is, get them on film. Either. Yeah, it, it's just sort of like a but it helps. Uh, you know, an honor system that 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 they um, you know just go out and travel and try to see or just identify like you know get close enough that they can see or hear as many different kinds of birds, and we're talking hundreds. Like I think the winners of that. Uh, year, which is based on real real events and people, um, they were like in the 750s, right? It was like 700, it was over 750 uh, that they saw in a year, which is funny because I'm, I'm clearly... I don't know, like, I mean, I do have friends that have done big years, that's why I'm like, I want to do one. Uh -huh. um, but obviously, I would have to find somebody, hey, we know Brian Regan. I mean, you can <laughs> talk, like, all, honestly, if if we're just doing it for personal... Records, I've never counted, so I mean, I could see two birds this year, and it would be the biggest year that I have ever had. But exactly. we could go for hundreds. I'm, that's the sad thing. I watch a movie like that, and I just feel like, oh, I could do that. I, I probably couldn't. What's but wild, I, though, I, is that even right birds. here, they are, they are, well, you're wild. Get out of here. <laughs> um, no, but like, just in our backyard here, like, I've seen at least three or four different types of herons, and there's also a good chance that I saw, they've been tracking this, they thought it was an extinct woodpecker, and they've spotted it out in the basin, which is, like, right there, so we could technically 
probably see a lot to sit in her backyard. Yeah, absolutely. Or I mean, Louisiana has all sorts of wildlife. Um, this is an amazing <laughs> state. Uh, Not that woodpecker. Woody Woodpecker was <laughs> my least favorite cartoon, though. I have to admit, what? I have to, yeah. <laughs> I, ne <laughs> I never, I never got it. What, it, let's, let's see, let's. I don't think, honestly, I don't even think that I remember much of the, uh, the actual cartoon. That's, I mean, I'm sure it's content? like, I have, that's, that's, and that's what I'm saying. Do I remember Roadrunner. That's the Louisiana Woody Woodpecker, for those that don't know, and be careful if you Google that, is an animated character that appeared in theatrical short films produced by Walter Lance Studio and distributed by Universal Studios between 1940 and 1972. Woody, an anthropomorphic woodpecker, was created in 1940 by Lance and storyboard artist Ben Bugs Hardaway, who had previously laid the groundwork for two other screwball characters, Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. Uh, and and I, I so my oh wait a minute wait Daffy Duck and wait Woody Woodpecker and Daffy Duck are kind of related. He laid the groundwork. Uh, I mean the the storyboarding artist Ben. Bugs Hardaway. Bugs like Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny, yeah. So I guess he was involved in in working ah. like So I don't like I just remember I think I wasn't aware of like all the different So when I was a kid, just like cartoons was cartoons to me. I didn't really know that these were owned by different studios or different intellectual properties. It sort of was like turned on the TV to cartoons and whatever was on was what I was on. And so I sort of, I knew things like I liked the Roadrunner a lot because it was very violent, but it also made sense and it was simple. And, and I liked the, there, there came a time where I sort of got frustrated by all these cartoons where I felt like, Oh my goodness, these individual characters are always the exact same every episode, which I realize is sort of the point of them. So in my recollection, I just felt like I never got the gimmick of Woody Woodpecker in the same way that I did not like Tom and Jerry, and I did not like... Now... Well, did you not like Tom and Jerry because there was not a whole lot of dialogue? I think so. No, it's... It's not that I didn't like them. It's sort of, it's like I, I felt like, oh, I've seen them. I, I think I, I, was, I was already a really pretentious film watcher as a child. Mm. <laughs> Two thumbs up. I just gave a four-star review to those short. There's, we're, uh, clean, we're not cleaning. Katie is cleaning. And I am podcasting. But, you know, we're both, we're both, we're both podcasting. We're both I'm podcasting. just podcatting. Podcatting. Just oh, you know what? This is the first time podcat hasn't been here for podcasting in oh, a long time. Oh, speaking of podcat. Yeah. She was also a magpie today. Mm-hmm. She tried to steal. She stole a steak. A whole steak, and we had to go on a whole 
adventure. Oh, gosh. Trying to find it, and eventually we did because we noticed. I the, thought she seriously at this. The blood spatter pattern on the walls, <laughs> and we're able to forensically trace it back to the source of the impact. And then we ran a, uh, a cross match of all the suspects in the area, of which there's two cats. And we also did some lab tests on that sauce. Uh-huh. You know? Did a lot of image enhancement and zooming in. And we, once we got exist. to put the people pieces together, uh, we, we came up with the culprit. Also, though, Tiny Cat owes me probably like three patties of sausage over my lifetime. Oh my god, at least. So she, also stole, uh, she also stole a big chunk of the... And she steals a lot of food. Yeah. I want to turn this into a little purse. Look at that. I should just start ordering an extra sausage for her. No, she's, she's gonna, so fat. She is fat. Well, I'm not one to call a cat fat right now. No, but, like, I mean, she's she's reaching critical mass, like, to the point where... She is. Her I name, Tiny Cat, is very ironic these days. Well, well, she's still tiny. She's just not small, or she's small, but not tiny. Anyway. I, think, I mean, part of it might be, like, the winter coat and things like that, but, like... Yes, I'm winter coating. That's, that's, yeah. that's, we're all winter coating. That's... That's gonna be. Oh, you look like you're ready to play some baseball. Yes. Da 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 da. Or surf. <laughs> Both. It actually is a baseball brand, though. Okay, I took a little break. I was wrong. I wanted to just verify my own information. And apparently, there's a billion Thanksgiving movies now. Uh, there was Friendsgiving, Free Birds. Turkey Hollow, Holiday, Turkey. Wait, Holiday looks like a Christmas movie. Maybe it's probably it's both. over the holiday season. Mm-hmm. The Turkey Bowl, The Oath, Black Friday, The Blind Side, Escape Room, Pilgrim, Instant Family, Family Thanksgiving, Tower Heist, The Humans. Les Bomb, Holiday Rush, Almost Christmas, Krishna, Prisoners, The Last Thanksgiving, The Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society, Home for the Holidays, Funny People, with Adam Sandler! Hey! Alright, that's what, that's what I was searching for. Adam, wait, is Funny People a Thanksgiving movie? People Thanksgiving movie. I don't remember. I remember. I guess it does. Okay. The Thanksgiving scene. It is a. Well, okay. There's so entertainment. uh, Time. Time Magazine's entertainment section has an article on their top 10 Thanksgiving. Oh, no. They're. That's a YouTube video. I don't want to watch a YouTube video. Well, maybe. Oh, okay. No, it's just one of those terrible articles where you have to... uh, (laughs) Oh, I can view all. Okay. So, Time Magazine's entertainment section's top ten movies. Sorry. Thanksgiving movies. The Ice Storm. Thanksgiving trailer from Grindhouse. Scent of a Woman. Pieces of April. Funny People. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. The Blind Side. 
Broadway Danny Rose, Home for the Holidays, A Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Okay, so funny people. So Adam Sandler actually is in, according to Time, one of the best Thanksgiving movies. And we've also established that the whole premise of the beginning of this podcast is not accurate. There's plenty of Thanksgiving movies. I guess they're just not great. But actually, okay, so I want to pose this to you too. Are Christmas movies actually any good, or do people just give them the benefit of the doubt because they have feel-good memories about Christmas movies? What what are the actual Christmas movies? And let's look at their um, relation to the holiday. Okay. I almost thought you were going to say Holocaust. I that would be a terrible thing to say. Wrong holiday. I would, that's not, it's, um, no, that's what we were trying to, uh, okay, a hundred best Christmas movies of all time. This is according to Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, this has to be going from descending order because, oh, no, wait, they're starting at number one. Okay, they're starting at number one. Uh, number one, Meet Me in St. Louis. Don't think anybody thinks of that as a... I mean, it, it might... No. Let's just go through the list, and then we'll speak our mind about the actual points that are important to talk about. Uh, top 100 Christmas movies, best Christmas movies of all time, according to Rotten Tomatoes. Number one, Meet Me in St. Louis. Number two, The Shop Around the Corner. Number three, Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, I love that one. Number four, Tangerine. Number five, Klaus. Number six, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Number seven, Little Women. Number eight, Die Hard. Okay, so let, let me just say, according to Rotten Tomato, all the people that are saying uh, Die Hard is the best Christmas movie, according to Rotten Tomato, which is an aggregate score of all the, the uh, fan, the audience members, and critics' reviews, so it is an authoritative cross-section of different statistics ranking movies, Die Hard is not the best Christmas movie, whether you think it's a Christmas movie or not. The highest it could possibly be is eighth. And we'll get to that in a couple weeks. Number nine on the list, Carol. Number 10, It's a Wonderful Life. Number 11, Little Women. So Little Women makes the, the list twice, the higher one. Um, the 2019 Little Women, uh, the Greta Gerwig film, which it actually is fantastic. I love that movie. That was one of the best movies I've okay. seen. So we, sh we should. I, you, you would really, I haven't seen uh, it in a very, 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 very um, long time. Little Women, the, uh, oh, the 1994 version. Oh, there um, he is. There's one of the podcasts. <laughs> the Apartment, number 13, Arthur Christmas. Wait, Arthur Christmas? Mm -hmm. Is it like the aardvark, or is it like the rich kid? That would be interesting. Aardman animations, Ar so... Okay, well, the okay, so that looks yeah. just like oh! Arthur happens to be oh! a random name. It's neither the aardvark nor the rich kid. Number 14, <laughs> Tokyo Godfathers. That was actually a movie that I found that we might yeah. like. Number 15, A Christmas Story. Number 16, Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale. <laughs> Number 17, yeah. Edward Scissorhands. Number 18, Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey. Number 19, Better Watch Out. 
Number 20, Trading Places. Number 21, Gremlins. Number 22, A Christmas Tale. Number 23, yes. Kiss Kiss That's Bang Bang. That's one of my Bang. favorites of all time. Oh my gosh, I forgot she had the Christmas dress. I just want to point out, number 23, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang comes in higher than number 24, 2003's Elf. That is a shocking upset in the playbook of Christmas movies, but it, it, with a aggregate Rotten Tomatoes score of 86% as positive uh, for Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and 87% approval from audiences, with Elf only having 85% on Rotten Tomato critics and 79% from audiences. <laughs> Suck it, that, that is... Okay, uh, number 25, Happiest Season. Number 26, While You Were Sleeping. Number 27, Batman Returns. Number 28, The Man Who Invented Christmas. Number 29, Bad Santa. Number 30, White Christmas. Number 31, Anna and the Apocalypse. Number 32, The Muppet Christmas Carol. Number 33, Happy Christmas. Number 34, Merry Christmas. Number 35, The Ref. Number 36, The Santa Claus. Number 37, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Number 38, Holiday Inn. Number 39, March of the Wooden Soldiers. Number 40, Remember the Night. Number 41, Mickey's Christmas Carol. Number 42, Alien Xmas. Number 43, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Hey. Number 40... Okay, hold Did on. I miss, we, uh, Did I miss Muppet Christmas Carol, or is it not? I don't think we've gotten there yet. We're only on 44. This is the top 100. Oh, wow. And you have entries like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang that have already... Made, so, so not... This I'm is really not full this. of all the things that I remember. There's a lot of... Ex the, okay, number 44, The Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Number 45... Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Number 46, White Reindeer. Number 47, The Year Without a Santa Claus. Number 48, Christmas in Connecticut. The 1945 one, not my favorite one, the uh, Chris Christopherson one. Number 49, A Christmas Carol. Number 50, A Charlie Brown Christmas. Charlie hey. Brown movies usually come up pretty high in rankings of things, like mm -hmm. people's favorite things, but 50 is... is there's a lot of surprises that, that are higher than... The James this. Bishop wife. The, uh, number 51, The Bishop's Wife. Number 52, 8-Bit Christmas. Number 53, A Boy Called Christmas. Number 54, A Christmas Horror Housley. Story. Number 55, Let It Snow. Number 56, Last Train to Christmas. Number 57, Get Santa. Number 58, A Christmas Story Christmas. Oh, I think that's the sequel that just came out this year that I heard is uh, surprisingly fitting. Hollywood is really getting into this, making sequels, like, way after the thing that it was an original of. Um, but we, we watched a sequel. Do you remember? We watched a sequel recently that was, like, a, not close to something that it Kingsman? came out. No. I've, may, or maybe we didn't, but there, I feel like there was some movie we watched recently which was a sequel, but like there, it was a sequel that came long after, like an inappropriate amount of time. Not Firefly and Serenity. After. Um, 
What was it like? Oh, because that was a reasonable amount of what uh, time. I could be oh, thinking wrong. Oh, there's Clerks Three. We were just talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, we yeah. That, that was. Yeah, we have not watched but, that. Okay, now uh-huh. I'm going to defend that. I haven't seen it yet, but I get the nostalgia, and a lot of my friends said that it was. It was sad in a beautiful way. Yeah, I think. So I think. Yeah, like, why would anybody do that? I'm Clerks like, One was actually let kind him do of whatever sad. he wants. I think like, he's Kevin Smith. He does a good. He does a good job with the hitting emotionally poignant moments in the comedy too. Um, number fifty nine, the little drummer boy. Number sixty, Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Number sixty one, A Castle for Christmas. Number sixty two, Frosty the Snowman. Number sixty three, A Christmas Prince. Number sixty four, Black Christmas. Number sixty five, The Best Man Holiday. Number sixty six, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Number sixty seven, The Night Before. Number sixty eight, Spirited. Number sixty nine, Scrooged. Number seventy, The Christmas Chronicles. Number 71, a Harold and a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. Number 72, a very Murray Christmas. Number 73, Home Alone. Number 74, Godmothered. Number 75, Single All the Way. Number 76, The Night Before Christmas. That is K-N-I-G-H-T. Number 77, The Princess Switch. Number 78, Krampus. Number 79, Silent Night. Number 80, The Christmas Chronicles 2. I'm not remembering if the Christmas Chronicles 1 showed up on the list. Number 81, Love Actually. Number 82, Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. Number 83, The Preacher's Wife. Number 84, Miracle on 34th Street, the 1994 edition. With the girl from uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Not Robin Williams, the little girl. Uh... Number 85, A California Christmas. Number 86, Dr. Seuss the Grinch, the 2018 one. Number 87, Love Hard. Number 88, The Polar Express. Number 89, The Santa Claus 2. Number 90, The Princess Switch, Switched Again. Number 91, Noel. Number 92, Last Holiday. Number 93, Falling for Christmas, number 94, The Princess Switch 3, Romancing the Star. So Princess Switch is probably the most represented franchise on here with three entries. Number 95. Little Women, I thought, had three. Had two so far. Uh, Number 95, The Family Stone. Number 96, The Holiday. Ooh, we're getting into the Number 97, Christmas Prince, The Royal Wedding. Number 98, Rudolph's Shiny New Year. Number 99, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh, the 2000 Hey, also, one. have any of the claymation ones been on there yet? Yes. Okay, those uh, were the top. Yeah, no, they were not. They were about in the middle, in the 50s. Um, okay, that's And number 100, Red Christmas. So actually, there was a point at this list where they were organizing the, the top 100 but I want to tell you, down down here at 100, Red Christmas, the 100th entry, has only a 48% uh, approval rating from critics and a 19% by audiences. So these are not necessarily all good movies. There is just, they're just saying they're very Christmassy. Let's actually see where on the list they change over from positive. So audiences... Audiences don't like The Princess Switch 3, Romancing the Star, which was 94 they gave it a 41%, but audiences gave a 72% approval to number 93, Falling for Christmas, 
the critics are about 57 there. But let's see where the critics actually pick up because audi audiences are still giving some low scores. The Princess Switch uh, switched again is, is number 90 and has a pretty low score. The Santa Claus 2 uh, is not liked by critics or audiences. 56 by critics, 42% by audiences. You know what, though? I think I like the second one better, possibly. I don't remember. I think sometimes there's people like the different entries. Because I, I, I remember we have a mutual friend who said the last time he cried during a movie was a Kung Patty. Fu Panda 3. Oh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was I, say Paddington no, Bear 2. I, I, <laughs> What was it? What were we watching? The was that the Nicolas Cage movie? The yeah, incredible. With, uh, what's this? Okay, after a short break, I'm going to dive right into another list that I'm not going to explain how I arrived at this. But just trust me, there was a stream of consciousness which made me need to announce this film list on, yes, the Silver Linings Playcast, the only podcast solely devoted to talking about Silver Linings Playbook, the movie, and the Silver Linings Playbook, the book. But I wanted to mention all of these on this list so that I could remember them if I ever need to go back, because uh, I want to definitely go through this list. This is a list uh, from MovieWeb.com, MovieWeb.com. New French Extremity, the best movies from the bloody scary movement. Nine films that best represent the new French Extremity movement, a series of graphic disturbing films from the past 20 years or so in France. Uh, number nine out of nine is, uh, I don't know how to pronounce any of these, uh, Titani, Titan, uh, T-I-T-A-N-E. Um, number eight out of nine uh, is Raw, which I, I heard that is very good. Um, that is, uh, I think, about a girl that likes to eat raw meat or people or something. Number seven out of nine. Uh, I can't I can't pronounce any of these. Hot Tension, H-A-U-T-E. I know that's a different pronunciation in France. How Tension. But, uh, yeah. Um, that is high number. Tension, yeah. Oh, oh that, High that, Tension. That movie Number, uh, number six out. Well, I'm, I guess all of these are because they're from the French uh, horror scary movie or whatever. What is it called? It's the top nine movies from the bloody scary movement, the French extremity movement. <laughs> so number seven out of nine. And I like the way they do this list because it, it's it is a countdown from nine to one. But this list actually is physically says seven dash nine, so it keeps it keeps you on track in a way. Uh, so number six of nine, sort of nice. Um, Frontiers. Okay, so I'm gonna go with the English pronunciation that is available for most of these. A great film, but seems to have been heavily influenced by the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, number five out of nine, seven days. Number four out of nine. Man Bites Dog. Seven of nine. Number three out of nine. Irreversible. Mm, man, that's, that's a good... Two out of, it's number three out of... Yeah, I mean, this is the top uh, no, nine movies in the French movement. Number two, so if you like those, then you might like the ones that come higher on the list because they're yeah, all supposed well, to be like I'm very jarring. Um, but uh, number two out of nine. Coffee. Inside. Alintur. Uh... It's one of the highlights of the new French extremity movement and has gained a wide cult following since its release. A nine-month pregnant woman whose husband died four months prior in a car accident is preparing herself 
her birth when a creepy female stalker breaks into her house with very evil yeah, intentions. Like an angel Several <laughs> police show up but do nothing. This is an extremely violent and shocking movie, and it is a Cronenbergian body horror film as well. There's a sh- real shock when we find out who the intruder is and what the intruder wants. The film is creepy, gory, scary, paranoid, and claustrophobic, and one of the best debut movies from first-time filmmaker uh, Julian Murray, Murray and Alexandre Bustillo. Uh, Inside is definitely not easy to watch, but it is nevertheless remains an incredible film. You won't want to look away. And number one out of nine, Martyrs, mm. uh, which is one that I have heard about uh, on lists of, like, hard-to-watch movies, but uh, have not seen anyway. So this is an interesting list. Um, I'll hold your hand. This, uh, it's... The, and I want you to know that the reason I came to this list was because I was, I was lost in my favorite, um, uh, a list of my favorite, the genre, which is the French New Wave cinema. And I'm very surprised I, that their list, I, I'm not sure I like their list of French, uh, let's see, yeah, top the top French New Wave films. It's not... It's okay. I'm gonna go with BFI because they have, um, I don't know. So the top ten film French New Wave from the BFI: uh, Hiroshima Mon Amour, Hiroshima Mon Amour, uh, 1959 film by. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna not. This has Breathless, 19. So that was what I was looking for. That that was. One of them, uh, Le Bon Femme, uh, nineteen sixty. Uh, Shoot the piano player. That's a true faux film. That that's one I expected on the list. Uh, Lola, nineteen sixty one. Uh, Adieu Philippine, nineteen sixty two. Cleo from five to seven. Le Même Prix, um, Claire's Knee, Celine and Julie Go Boating, Your Suggestions, wait, your suge- that, that was not one of the films. Your Suggestions was saying the next ten are suggestions from people to follow. Uh, number one, uh, Jules et, et Jim, uh, number two, Les Quatre Cents Coup. Uh, number three, Last Year at Marion Bad. Number four, Band Apart. Number five, Eyes Without a Face. Number six, Lift to the Scaffold. Number seven, Bob Le Flambour. Number eight, Viver Seville. Number nine, Les Cousins. Les Cousins. And number ten, Paris Non Apparent. Uh, Tiny Cat is trying to eat my podcast wires. Um, anyway, I'm sorry for all the mispronunciations of that. I don't really know French things. Anyway, uh, that's... Hey, guess what? We got a full podcast this week. Weird, huh? It was probably disjointed and not really on topic, uh, but, but we got it done. Uh, and it's pretty amazing because I had totally the time to do it earlier this week and didn't. It just felt like the time was right right now. So disregard all those lists that I read because that was not important stuff. And, uh, and so how, you know, how long can you fast make, forward? Make your own 
Ridiculous. How long can I fast forward? How long can they fast forward the podcast? Oh, yeah, you can fast fast forward to next week. Actually, fast forward into the future and let me know how long this podcast keeps going. Because I thought, I thought surely I would, this was going to be like a two-week project. And we were at week 127. That's episode, well, episode 100, part 29 of our special 100-parter. But as discussed on several of these episodes, I think there was times where I did two episodes a week. So the episode count does not necessarily reflect the week. Maybe I should take a week off. Maybe I should take a week off and get us back on track. But why? Why? It's, it's... I, 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 have, I have qualms about that. So yeah, I, I think... Let these beautiful people go down. Also, just, just let this thing be what it is. Uh, you know, the problem, the podcast is best... When it just is what it is. And you know what? I think that's the lesson. You're the best when you just are what you are, too. Stop trying to be something you're not. Stop, stop trying to fit in to the labels. Stop trying to be a genre. Let your movie be whatever genre it is. You know what? You don't need a genre for it. Just be yourself. Anyway, tune in. Uh, thank you. Thank, no, let me stop. Let me stop because I can't have a Thanksgiving episode without thanking you all uh, for being loyal listeners, and I want to make sure that you tune in next week, and every week, as long as we keep doing this, on, you know, for all the latest on Silver Linings Playbook, the movie, and the Silver Linings Playbook, the book. Until next time, we'll see you down the road, and Excelsior. He's kind of crazy, she's a little insane. Keeping energy really messes with his brain. One is divorced, the other's husband is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a silver linings play cast.